Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into Strangers Drowning by Larissa McFarquhar. This thought provoking work, published in 2015, narrates the compelling tales of individuals who challenged societal norms by choosing to live lives of extraordinary altruism. Venture into their world to discover the lengths to which they go to aid strangers at the expense of their own comfort and well-being. Explore the sacrifices required to make a significant impact on humanity and grapple with the moral complexities that come with extreme acts of selflessness. Larissa McFarquhar is a renowned editor and writer, best known for her work with The New Yorker since 1998. With her expertise in profiling some of the most intriguing cultural figures, her exploration into the lives of moral extremists comes from a rich pedigree of storytelling. Strangers Drowning marks her standout debut, extending an invitation to not only admire, but also question the essence of the human capacity to give. This book is a beacon for those akin to Good Samaritans, who seek to better understand their innate drive to help others. It serves as a beacon of inspiration for cynics yearning for a greater sense of altruism, and provides profound insights for students or business professionals aspiring to find meaningful work. Engage with this episode to immerse yourself in the paradoxes and passions that define what it means to live for the sake of others. Strangers Drowning, Grappling with Impossible Idealism, Drastic Choices, and the Overpowering Urge to Help. Introduction. Exploring the Depths of Selflessness, Becoming a True Altruist. Imagine you're walking past a pond and suddenly you notice someone is drowning. Without hesitation, you dive in to save them, despite the risk to your own well-being. This truly selfless act is the epitome of altruism, where the welfare of others trumps one's personal interest. But what motivates someone to become such a devoted champion for others? indiscriminate of whether they are loved ones or complete strangers. Diving into the philosophy of altruism puts this notion of supreme selflessness under a microscope. It's not just about assisting those within our inner circle. True altruism knows no bounds. In our discussion today, we'll unravel the mysteries of altruism. You'll grasp what it means to lead a life devoted to the ultimate good of others and why it often comes at a personal cost. Encounter tales of incredible sacrifice. Discover the compelling story of an 80-year-old nurse who thwarted an assault in Nicaragua, armed solely with her altruistic spirit. But brace yourself as we also challenge conventional wisdom by debating why prioritizing family might not always clinch the moral high ground. Moreover, delve into the complex web where selflessness and selfishness can sometimes intertwine. Begging the question, of whether even the purest altruistic acts hold some concealed self-serving interests. Stay tuned as we embark on this journey to ascertain whether the path of the altruist is one you're ready to traverse for the betterment of strangers drowning in the proverbial pond of life. Part 1. The Boundless Reach of Altruism. Serving Friends, Foes, and the Greater Good. Consider the concept of altruism, not the everyday acts of kindness, 
but a dedication that knows no boundaries or prejudices. It's a self-imposed mission that could lead you into the heart of danger, all for the sake of helping another. But what happens when this virtue is tested against the very essence of our human instincts for survival and loyalty? Within the spectrum of altruism, there is no room for discrimination. Every person, regardless of their relations to us or their past actions, is equally deserving of compassion and aid. Such was the conviction held by Dorothy Granada, a nurse who exemplified what it means to live a life unfettered by partiality. In the volatile environment of Nicaragua's bloody skirmishes, Granada opened a clinic amidst the tension between the Sandinistas and the Contras. Her colleagues felt a duty to prioritize those aligned with their political sympathies, but Granada stood firm on the principle of universal care, even to the point of treating those who may well have been the foes of her allies. The act of healing a dangerous Contra rebel might have seemed like a significant risk to some, but Granada's unwavering commitment to all human life dictated her actions. As it turned out, her selfless decision created an unexpected shield. When the Contras plotted an offensive against her clinic, it was that same rebel, whose wounds Granada had tended to, who stayed their hand. Not only was the clinic spared, but the lives within it as well. All thanks to the ripple effect of one nurse's altruistic choice. This narrative not only exemplifies the essence of selfless service, but also underscores a profound truth. That often, the act of giving without thought for oneself can inadvertently become the greatest protection of all. Part 2. When moral calculus overrides personal bonds in utilitarian ethics. Have you ever felt the rush of splurging on a lavish purchase, only to later question the necessity of it all? How would you feel if you learned that this indulgence might place you on the wrong side of a moral equation? Enter the stern world of utilitarianism, where the ledger of right and wrong is tallied up with an unwaveringly broad perspective. Those who adhere to the principles of utilitarianism are not content with seeking the best outcome just for their immediate circle, but instead aim for the greater good of all. This philosophy forces us to weigh our actions against a stern moral code that extends far beyond personal satisfaction. Take, for example, the unfortunate scenario of a child drowning in a pond. If the preservation of your costly attire takes precedence over extending a life-saving hand, utilitarianism would deem such prioritization deeply unethical. Peter Singer, a proponent of this philosophy, extends this argument to our consumer habits. If wealth spent on luxury goods could instead save lives through food or medical aid, isn't our shopping spree a form of moral delinquency? The utilitarian doctrine takes an even more uncompromising stance when we examine personal relationships. Imagine, if you will, another tragic scene where multiple lives hang in the balance, including that of your spouse. Faced with the heart-wrenching choice of saving your partner or two strangers, the cold calculus of utilitarianism dictates that the highest number of lives saved is the ultimate good, eschewing personal connections for a larger benevolent outcome. This stringent approach to ethics challenges our natural inclinations towards our loved ones, propelling us into a realm where detached, impartial decisions vie for moral supremacy. 
it leaves us pondering. Is the selfless dedication to the welfare of the many worth the emotional price of overlooking the few who hold the keys to our hearts? Part 3. Finding Fulfillment in Altruism The Dual Edges of Purpose and Sacrifice In the relentless pursuit of meaning within our careers, some will brave the treacherous waters of altruism, embarking on a voyage that may very well strip them of wealth and status in exchange for a deeper sense of purpose. There lies a profound allure in jobs that serve a higher cause. But can such paths reconcile with our desire for material comforts and societal admiration? Navigating this moral terrain is no easy feat. Consider the story of Baba, once a prosperous lawyer, who was entrenched in luxury yet plagued by discontent. Casting away the trappings of his affluent Indian upbringing, Baba embraced the call of altruism, opening a leper clinic in a modest town where glamour was replaced by laborious acts of service, from cleaning wounds to the humbling attendance to the deceased. Yet in this, he found a happiness unparalleled by his prior riches, his vocation unearthed amidst the care of the forsaken. However, wandering the path of altruistic commitment is not without its sharp thorns. Baba was soon to confront a dire crossroads when his wife, Indu, and infant son, Prakash, needed his support as they grappled with tuberculosis. Could he justify stepping away from his 65 patients, whose well-being hung precariously in the balance, to tend to his own kin? This crucible of decision-making tested Baba's allegiances, as he contended with the gravity of his duty to the many over the comfort of his immediate family. Remarkably, his wife Indu's altruistic spirit resonated with his dilemma. She weathered her afflictions without his direct support, knowing that the collective need of his patients trumped her individual strife. Together, Baba and Indu's story exemplifies the intricate dance of fulfilling one's calling while juggling the sacrifices it demands, thereby painting a nuanced portrait of what it truly means to be selflessly dedicated to a cause greater than oneself. Part 4. The Ultimate Gesture of Giving Altruists embrace extreme acts of kindness. In a world that often prioritizes close kinship bonds, the decision to extend a helping hand to a stranger, particularly in matters of life and death, might seem inconceivable to many. Yet this is precisely what defines an altruist, a person who doesn't flinch at the prospect of donating a kidney to someone they have never met. Meet Paul, a 40-year-old business manager from Philadelphia, whose ordinary day was transformed by an extraordinary conviction. Upon spotting an ad for matchingdonors.com, a site that connects potential kidney donors to those in dire need, he was moved by an unstoppable urge to save a life. Gail Tomas's profile was the first to catch Paul's attention. Although Gail, a woman in her late 60s, was a complete stranger, Paul was resolute in his decision to offer her the gift of health and a chance at extended life. His surgeon, astounded by such an act of selflessness, couldn't hold back his emotional response. However, the path of altruism is often riddled with interpersonal complexities. 
Paul's family and partner, Aaron, harbored deep-seated reservations about his impending surgery, fearing for his well-being. Yet, their concerns could not sway Paul from his mission. Even after the donation, a gesture that would be celebrated by many, Paul encountered unexpected emotional hurdles. The initial euphoria of purpose faded into a mild depression, leaving him somewhat adrift. Accolades and gratitude felt foreign to him, and he initially recoiled from Gail's attempts to connect. Despite these emotional waves, Paul's conviction remained unshaken. In time, he cultivated a fulfilling and enduring friendship with Gail, affirming the profound impact that such altruistic actions can weave into the fabric of two interconnected lives. Part 5. Maximizing Impact Choose your cause wisely and practice self-care. Embarking on an altruistic journey is not just about the willingness to serve. It's also about smartly aligning your skills with a worthy cause, one that not only benefits from your contributions, but can also sustainably integrate with your life. Take the case of Nomoto, a Buddhist monk who dedicated himself to preventing suicides in Japan, a country where the act is sometimes regarded as a dignified escape from turmoil. Concerned by the cultural acceptance of suicide and the prevalent lack of open dialogue regarding personal struggles, Nomoto established a website to offer counsel to those teetering on the brink of despair. His initiative swiftly became a beacon of hope, drawing in an overwhelming number of distressed souls seeking guidance. But as the communiques poured in, Nomoto found himself sinking under the emotional weight of the very lives he aimed to save. Nomoto's experience paints a vivid picture of a pitfall that can confront altruists, the hazard of overextending oneself. A dire health warning and the threat of a heart attack forced Nomoto to introspect and impose boundaries on his relentless efforts. Retreating to a secluded temple, he chose to only aid those who sought him out, a decision that reaffirmed the importance of self-preservation in the pursuit of helping others. The lesson here is starkly clear. Altruism must be tempered with pragmatic self-care to prevent personal burnout. By choosing the right cause, one where one's impact can be significant yet manageable, and setting healthy limits, altruists can continue to serve others without sacrificing themselves. This balance is essential, not just for the altruists' well-being, but also for providing more effective and sustained help to those in need. Part 6. When Altruism Becomes a Compulsion It's a curious and paradoxical phenomenon when the drive to help others becomes so overpowering that it morphs into a harmful trait, affecting the very person who seeks to do good. In such instances, altruism can take on a pathological dimension, trapping individuals in a cycle of self-destruction and obsessive caregiving. Consider the poignant narrative of Bill and Lois Wilson, heralded as the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. Their tale illuminates the intricacies of altruism tinged with pathology. Initially, Bill was not a drinker, but over time, his relationship with alcohol became problematic, igniting Lois's unyielding commitment to aiding her husband. Lois's support persisted through painful episodes including when Bill neglected to visit her during a critical hospital stay and their subsequent failure to adopt due to his addiction. 
However, when Bill eventually sought help, Lois found herself confronting a different adversary, her own unsettling reliance on his dependence. Lois's subsequent turmoil upon Bill's sobriety revealed an uncomfortable truth. Her sense of purpose and self-esteem had become intertwined with her husband's plight. The pivot in their dynamic left her feeling redundant, momentarily longing for the days when her nurturing superiority was unchallenged. This complex interplay between altruism and pathology isn't unique to Lois. Therapist Robin Norwood uncovered a pattern in 1985, noting that many who align themselves with alcoholic partners are battling their own mental health issues, often stemming from childhood encounters with addiction within their family. Such individuals may inadvertently replicate the dysfunctional caregiving roles they observed or adopted in their formative years. Ultimately, Lois channeled her experiences to initiate Al-Anon, extending a helping hand to peers caught in the web of codependency, seeking to rescue them from the same traps that once ensnared her. This intersection of altruism and pathology serves as a powerful reminder of the delicate equilibrium between selflessness and self-preservation, urging us to recognize when the desire to aid others transforms into an injurious crusade against one's own well-being. Part 7. The Mocked Martyrs of Modern Mythos, Altruists as Fictional Fools It seems the virtuous are not always valorized, a pervasive theme we witness so often in literature, where the individuals who go above and beyond are rarely garlanded with the hero's wreath. Indeed, these characters, instead of being revered, are frequently cloaked in a garb of ridicule or placed under the shadow of suspicion in popular fiction. Albert Camus' The Plague, with its protagonist Dr. Rue, is a classic illustration of this phenomenon. While battling a deadly outbreak, Dr. Rue's steadfast dedication to treating the afflicted could easily be construed as noble, yet he emphatically refutes any claims of heroism. His humble dismissal shuns the notion of sainthood and, instead, frames his relentless efforts as nothing more than the fulfillment of occupational duties. Delving into the realm of the absurdly altruistic, one cannot overlook the emblematic figure of Don Quixote. Enshrined as the ultimate quixotic character, his zealous commitment to chivalric deeds, inspired by an overindulgence in romantic literature, leans into the ludicrous. Quixote's endeavors, though pure in intent, are portrayed with an undercurrent of ridicule, highlighting the futility and folly of his actions. When he ineffectually intervenes in a familial dispute, promising not to beat one's child and then proudly departing, the audience is left with the implication that his naive intervention has changed nothing underscoring the absurdity of his quest. Even in the contemporary narrative of Jonathan Franzen's Freedom, where Walter is a self-sacrificing figure putting his family and spouse before his own aspirations, a sense of derision seeps through. His altruistic life choices edge him towards bitterness, isolation, and frustration, painting a picture of the do-gooder who, perhaps tragically, ends up a curmudgeon. These fictional paradigms echo a cultural skepticism of altruism, questioning the merit, effectiveness, and genuine selflessness of such endeavors. The altruist is seen as either senselessly heroic, vacuous in their quest, or, at worst, 
as an object of outright humour, serving as a cautionary depiction of the perils and pitfalls of an excessively other-centred existence. Part 8. Altruism Redefined. From Selfish Roots to Selfless Acts. A stranger's unexpected assistance may occasionally spark a flicker of cynicism, born from a widespread belief that behind every good deed lies a hidden agenda. This suspicion towards altruism isn't a recent phenomenon, but is deeply entrenched in Western thought, influenced heavily by perspectives that saw self-interest as the only driver of human behaviour. Yet, this wasn't always the case. Take Charles Darwin, whose evolutionary musings stressed the survival of the fittest, a principle seemingly at odds with self-sacrificial behaviour. To reconcile altruism with his theory, Darwin proposed that acts of kindness carried mutual benefits, a transactional exchange where today's giving hands might be tomorrow's receiving ones. Thus, altruism was painted in shades of strategic self-interest, but the winds of understanding began to shift towards the end of the 20th century. Sociologists started to peel away the layers of perceived selfishness to uncover a more genuine spirit of altruism. Enter Samuel Oliner, whose 1990 research focused on the heroic yet perilous acts of non-Jewish individuals who saved Jews during the Holocaust. Oliner himself had been shielded by such bravery as a child, fostering his deep-seated need to understand why people risked their lives for others with no promise of payback. The traditional narrative of self-gain fell short in explaining these self-endangering acts of benevolence. There was no grand payoff at the end, no strategic barter of favours awaiting these rescuers. Olina's exploration threw light on a simple but powerful truth. In the darkest of times, the purest forms of altruism emerged not from a place of self-interest, but from the unadulterated desire to do good. This emergent view of altruism acknowledges that selfless actions aren't always a mass dance of selfishness. Rather, they can be the sincere expressions of humanity's willingness to help one another. Final Summary Within the intricate tapestry of human behaviour, the threads of altruism weave a complex pattern often misinterpreted by society. This book unlocks the nuanced narratives behind altruism, revealing that the desire to aid others transcends the simplistic binary of selfishness and selflessness. Altruists, frequently cast in the roles of meddlers or moral paragons, challenge these caricatures through their actions. Their journeys tell tales of genuine concern and empathetic engagement with the plights of others. It's in their earnest endeavours, whether perceived as overzealous by some or profoundly virtuous by others, that we find the heartbeat of inspiration. This book invites us to look beyond the surface and recognize that true altruism is not an anomaly, but a reflection of the human capacity for kindness. It is not about seeking applause or orchestrating self-gain, but rather about the quiet revolutionaries who catalyze change and spur the spirit of communal compassion. In essence, altruism isn't exclusively about heroic acts and sacrifices, but is equally present in everyday gestures and the readiness to extend a hand to strangers in distress. Through understanding the diverse motives and manifestations of altruism, we're encouraged to embrace our power to make a difference, 
to become agents of change and to illuminate the path for others to follow suit. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.